0: Welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share stories, tips, and other things that work and kind of sometimes don't work for us. Allison, how was your week? It was good. and busy. Yeah. Last week of school.
1: Last week of school for us. So um, we had a lot of fun things happening that they would have done in school that we facilitated th- from home.
0: Field day at home.
1: Field day at home. Um. Dance party at home. Yeah, so <laughs> it was awesome.
0: It was great. It's been a lot of uh, Zoom calls with the other kids, but we've made it through being homeschool teachers for the last, you know, whatever it's been three, four months, and and so now we're on the other end, and we hope that they go back to school in the fall.
1: I'm looking forward to summer. Your mom moved here in the midst of all this. So she's going to help us with the kids this summer. So hopefully that will help a little bit with being to work on the business and enjoying the kids a little bit more.
0: That's the hope. That's the hope. So Allison, we've a we have a topic tonight that's I think sometimes I think it's more important to me than it is to you, but we'll get into that. We have a topic tonight that is the oh. So you work in your husband's business? See, and I think of it
1: in my head as, aw, you work in your husband's business? That's sweet.
0: Yeah, so... The idea of, um, and just to give everybody kind of a little bit of a background if you haven't been listening, if you're new to the show. So Alyssa and I have for the past almost 20 years owned and operated a residential remodeling construction company together. So we do everything from windows and doors all the way up to kitchens and baths and big giant additions. So it's a very male dominated industry. Construction has always been a very male dominated industry. Um, And I think um, a lot of people when they see me think that. That it's just my business, and they don't associate it with uh, you and I owning it together. And and so to just to talk about the history of it, it's actually your family's business, and you ha- it's gone through. Th- you're the you're the third generation of your family to own and operate this this company. And um, so sometimes I think people are a little taken back by the fact that it is majority female owned.
1: Yeah, so my grandfather started the company in the '50s, and then my dad took over and ran it. And when I came on 20 years ago, um, I slowly started to take it on. And then we invited you to join us in the business. Um, so sometimes when I first started, I would get a lot of people go- calling and you know saying, your dad this, your dad that. And we never ran our business like that. He was my boss and then he was my partner and now he is retired. Um, so I kind of came into the business with a big chip on my shoulder, where I felt like I had to prove myself to everybody, from the our staff, to the people around us, to our clients. We're in a
0: very male-dominated industry, as we said. It's, it's you know, when you work in the trades, there are a lot of businesses that are owned by men. There are a lot of, um, you know, when you even get down to working with... Distributors, You know, our sales reps who come into our office to sell us whatever the product might be, siding, roofing, windows. Majority of them are men. Um, and but I don't think that and obviously I think sexism is a little rampant in our industry because it has been and it is a male dominated industry for so long. But it's not just our industry that's like this. It's it's kind of across the board. Women in general, you know, when they work with their spouse, they're always looked at as, oh, you work in your husband's business.
1: Yeah, I, you know, working with the women's networking group, I've talked to a lot of women who own businesses or with their partners or without with their partners, and you there is a perception that oh, my wife helps with the books.
0: And as a as a woman who owns a business, do you feel that like? when you're at a networking event or you're out at a chamber event or whatever it might be. And somebody comes and asks you what you do and you say, hey, you know, it's a, we have a residential blah, blah, blah. And you get the question a lot. Oh, so is this your husband's business? How, Like, how does that make you feel?
1: I probably get more offended than I should. And, you know, we've come up with kind of a quick retort and said, no, actually it's my business. Um, and I probably get a little bit more aggressive than I should, but I really resent the fact that that's the first thing that comes to somebody's mind that
0: I don't and, I, and I'll say this, and I think I've said this to you for years. Like I don't think you should you should be offended and you should, you know have a little bit of a of a you know back at you retort, if you will, or you know, response to them because it, it you know it is it is definitely a very sexist comment to initially when somebody says, you know, oh, I own a company that carries around two by fours that, oh, it must be your father's business or it must be your husband's business. And, you know, I, I do it. So I primarily do sales for the business. You're our general manager. You run the day-to-day operations. I'm I'm the sales manager. So I run the sales division. Um, and so I, I have this great thing when I'm out on a sales call and at the end of the day, at the end of the meeting, I'm kind of going over and, you know, just doing that last little pitch about what our company is and talking about the third generation. And then the back of our um, folder that we give to everybody is a picture of you and me uh, at a, on a job site. And I always say, oh, well, that's Allison. So she's the boss. She's the the boss at home and she's the boss at work. And I just do what I'm told. And I do that not, I mean, obviously from a sales point, it's, it is a little bit of a, you know, kitschy, you know, thing to say. Um, But I also, I also do it because I, I want that, that ice to be broken. And I've learned in our industry that a lot of the buyers, as much as I'm going to a husband and wife and selling a project, a lot of our buyers are the women. The women are the one who are going to drive the, and so buying from a woman owned business and understanding all that. So, you know, how does that make you feel that I, I, that I've done, and I've done that for gosh, 15 years, probably. Yeah.
1: I, for me, I really appreciate it. You know, my dad did the same thing. Um, and I, I shouldn't feel lucky and blessed that the, my two business partners have taken that approach. I do, but I shouldn't. And then I often feel guilty that I that that's the approach that we have to take. And then I and I often wonder if I'm making you feel like your role is less important because we're part we are partners, but I feel like both you and I take the approach that to the outside world we have to make it look like it's
0: me. Well, I think there's two. Yes. I think there's two sort of ends to that. I think one is the fact that, um, from, you know, in our industry and for what we do in the construction industry, it is kind of, um, it, it, you know, it's kind of different and cool. And, and it's something that jumps out when they see that it's female owned, especially when it's a five foot one, you know, you're, you, you know, not that short has anything to do with I'm it, five but foot two, by the way, that's two. the
1: second time you said that on this podcast. <laughs>
0: I shrunk you an inch, Um, but no, just because like, you you know, you're, you're not a stereotypical owner of a, of a construction business. So I think that is part of it. So, and I, I think the other part of it too, you know, on the other side is that you and I've always worked really well as partners in whatever we do. And so I think it allows us, you know, we have that game plan and we've always had that game plan and, and it, neither of us are offended or off-put by the plan of attack because we've always been on the same page.
1: Right, I think that at the end of the day, we understand what our values are and what our end goal is and how we communicate that so long as we're working towards the end goal, neither of our egos are so big that that we're belittling each other by expressing the reality of the situation of the business.
0: Right, exactly. You know what else was really interesting about, like, uh, and I do research for this show, uh, contrary to popular belief, and I was online and I was looking and I kept Googling, I kept Googling, like, married business partners, husband's business. You know, I kept trying to find that key phrase that we always say, which is, oh, you work in your husband's business. And I kept trying to find that. And there's really not a lot about that. You start typing that in there and, and even the internet some way I feel is a little sexist to the fact that it's always like, I work for my husband's business. What do I do? And I'm sure that there are instances out there where there are spouses that work for their husband's business. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I was really kind of shocked that there wasn't a lot of information out there about women owned businesses or partnered married couple owned businesses. Um, and maybe it's our approach. Maybe it's how we approach it. Um, you know, I don't ever really say that I work for my wife's business and you don't ever say that I work for my husband's business. And we both have percentage ownerships in this company that we each hold. Um, So it's just kind of interesting that even the research out there is kind of...
1: But a lot of people, when they speak to us, talk to us about how my wife helps with the books, my wife helps in my business, when I'm at networking, like the way people talk about it is that their female partner helps, helps, quote, big quotes, helps with their business. Do you
0: think that that has been one of the factors that's helped us succeed so much is the fact that we've never looked at it that way like we've always like i think what's different about it is is when and when it's work when it's our company it's we're business partners and when it's home life we're husband and wife and you know i guess right we have positions in our company
1: our we have our we have job descriptions it doesn't matter who's Filling that role, we have a sales manager, we have a general manager, we happen to be married, but we're building We're building a sellable business. So if I step out of the general manager role and I am home or I'm doing something else, there's a general manager and their role is clearly defined. And
0: even down to like when it comes to ownership responsibilities, and, and this is a later show that we'll talk about, The Owner's Retreat, which will be a, a great show that we'll, we'll do down the road. But we go on an owner's retreat every uh, twice a year and Part of that is, is we take ourselves away from home, away from the business. And we, we, we focus on the business for a period of time. But even on those, those trips, you know, there's, we allocate, okay, this eight hours is work talk. And then after those eight hours, we're just going to go out to dinner and, and be husband and wife again. And I think it's part of it is, and maybe that's where, where, you know, I look at it differently is we own and operate a business together. We're business partners and we're also married. But there isn't a lot of overlap because we kind of coordinate those off into their own sections where unlike, you know, even if you have a business and your wife owns part of the business, but you say, oh, she works in my business, you know, you're still, you're still not keeping, you're, you're making those barriers to, you know, blur.
1: Right. And you're subconsciously making your partner less than. Right.
0: That's absolutely true. So. And that's not
1: that's not good for your relationship personally, let alone your, your business. There are more than 11 million women-owned firms in the United States. You know, in 2019, they were employing more than 9 million people. That's a big part of our economy. And we don't give those people enough credit.
0: You know, I think there has been, you know, in this country, this view over the years that women – can't own businesses. And so the husband owns the business. And, um, I think it's, it's, it's even hard, you know, from our level as a small business, you know, to, to break that down, to make sure people understand that we, we do have a, oh, you know, two of us. I mean, but I do this understand
1: business. where the impression and the, you know, the stereotype comes from. You know, if you look at the Women's Business Enterprise and National Council, men are more significantly more likely to start businesses in construction and manufacturing than women. Like it's, it's like twelve percent of men, co- you know, twelve percent of women compared to men are going to start in those industries and. Women tend to gear to- more towards things like healthcare than men are in education. So I-, I understand where the perception comes from. I just resent that the assumption is. Um, and that's just my, that like, I have to say, that's like my biggest chip on my shoulder from in life, I think.
0: What, where did it start? I mean, I, I guess it really started with your father. Um, your father, when you, started working with him and you and him became business partners first before I, I, I got any percentage of ownership in the business and, um, your father and you were business partners and your dad very similar to me, um, was very much like it's her business, probably a little bit more than I am now. I think he was super pushy back about Allison owns the business, Allison runs everything. Um, Is that like where, where, if you're in a business now with your spouse and you've been caught up in this and you've been caught up in saying, oh yeah, my wife does the books for the business or my wife, you know, does the administrative duties or whatever it might be. How do you break of that? Like, how did he start that?
1: I think when he got a really big kick out of having these older guys have to converse with me. And I think it, my mom's a really strong woman. And I think that he raised me to be, I think I was the son he never had sometimes. <laughs> so, but I think he just really got a kick out of the fact that he could say to the people, oh no, Allison owns this business. I think that that was a big proud moment for him. And um, I think that once he saw the reactions he was getting, that that, that, that built on it. And he also knew that he wasn't going to be here forever. If he didn't instill that faith in me, how was I going to have that faith in myself?
0: Right, definitely. I mean, I feel like, a lot of what he did, and at the time, when you came into the business, you were 21, 22 years old, and that was a lot of building empowerment into you about, you know, well, if he believes in me and he says it, then it's true. Right. Like, I,
1: I went to an all-girls high school, and I did technical theater, and he came in, and he taught every single one of those girls how to use a chop saw and how to use a power drill, and he, he was very— He's very forward thinking in those kind of relations in those kind of guidelines like, well, if we have to build a set, you guys have to figure out how to build the set. You just have to learn how to use the tools. Anybody can do it. And so when I got to college, it was one one of the issues that I had was the assumption was that I was not that I was going to be the person building the sets. And I had to have a I had a conversation with the technical director and I said, I know how to use tools better than this guy. Why Why am I being relegated to a different job?
0: And I think part of that, too, was the fact that, you know, when getting into this industry, um, specifically in construction, like – you also worked construction. Like a lot of people don't. That's one of those things where it's not like you've always been, you know, doing the QuickBooks work or sending out the marketing. Like you were in the field installing siding on houses.
1: Yeah. And I kind of always start with that. Like my background is vinyl siding installation. And then I took, moved into the office world. Right. So I I feel like I have, again, I still, even 20 years later, feel like I have to justify my own company, in my own position in my company.
0: Now, let's, so I kind of want st- to stay on the fact of, of you know, in your company and working in the industry that we work in, again, male-dominated, and the major all of our field employees, all of our carpenters are male right now in our, in our as much as we'd love. If you're a female carpenter and you live in the New England area, hit us up. We'd love to have a good female carpenter on staff. Um, but tell me... About, like, how how, do, how is it that, you know, when we bring um, these guys into interview for carpentry positions, for field positions, management positions, too, and they see you as the owner of the company, Where how do you break that ice with them?
1: Typically, either we have um, a multi-tiered interview process, and um, usually it gets brought up by the people who do phase one, and then if they get to phase two, they either meet with you or me or me and my production manager, who's been with us 30 years. And um, usually you guys are the ones that say during that process, Allison, as our business owner. So that kind of gets brought up by you, usually because I'm waiting to see, I'm waiting to gauge their reaction. One, to see if they've done any research into our company, to s- if they've read on our website or looked at anything about us, um, they should know that coming into it. And two, I want to gauge their reaction. And usually it's not a problem. We have had a few times where it's been an issue. I had a person who applied but would not r- speak to me. He only wanted to speak to a man, and so um, when we called him back, we said, "I'm sorry, this is a female-owned company. If you won't speak to our owner, you, you can't work here."
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I remember that. That was great. What about those days, like back in, when you in, in your 20s when you were in the field and you were running a siding crew or you were working with them in the field? What was that like? There
1: were a couple of people who didn't last very long um, because either they would make comments to either mark or our production manager or my dad and honestly i'm really lucky that mark as well our production manager he has been on board as far as he has told me from the beginning and has understood and backed us up and backed up our plan and if people have had major problems with me they haven't lasted long enough for for it to be an issue to my
0: face i think that it is it's going back to talking about working with your spouse is one thing to say, you know, I work with my spouse where we, we, you know, my partner and I, we, we work together all the time. We're five feet away from each other. We share an office. She handles this, I handle that. But I think a lot of times, I think the people, I think owners, business owners sometimes take a lot of pride in what they own. And I think if you have brought your spouse into the business with you, and even if, I'll say this, even if not on paper, Maybe she doesn't own or he doesn't own a percentage of the business. You know, I think that you have to have to succeed and to work together as a team. You have to have that. Yeah, because at
1: the end of the day, if the business doesn't succeed, it's going to majorly impact our home life. Like we whether it's whether you have your business and I have my business or we have a business together. The success of the failure of the businesses affect our partnership at home. And we're in this together. Depend. No matter what the percentage or the ownership is,
0: right? It's it's funny. We have a lot of uh, trades contractors that work with us. That they may do the excavation or the plaster or the electrical, but the wives are the ones that are always sending the invoices at night in the evenings. And I've never, you know, sort of broached that subject with them. But like, well, you say it's your business, but she's the one doing the invoicing. She's the one, like, is it not your like our business together your business? So it's kind of interesting just to see how people approach that. Our goals on this show is to talk about being a married couple and being business partners at the same time. And not only how that affects us in home life and managing stuff and, and in the business side and how we do things on that, but... Understanding that this business is as important to me as it is to you, and so even if you're listening to this and you're somebody who you own a business, and at, in the evenings your wife does X, Y, Z for your business, she's t- she is an owner. You know that's all tied together. Your money is all tied together.
1: Yeah, and even if she, even, even if your husband or your wife isn't an active participant in your business, they're still your partner, they're still, their feelings matter and their input matters. They may have great insight into how to make the business better, which will make your life better.
0: I think it's just super important to kind of peel back the layers of the onion when you start thinking about your business and how your marriage and business intertwine in a small business like ours, where it's even if you're, you are – um, home in the evenings and you're talking about work together, that's being a partner. That's being somebody who assists you in it.
1: Right. Like my mom never had a day-to-day, well, she did, but for the majority of our company, my mom never had a day-to-day role in our company, but she was still an owner. She was still an advisor. She still had a role to play. And everything that happened at work affects affected what we were doing. So words matter. You know, if you... if t- Things that you might, that we could take away from today are think about how you speak about your partner in, in their role in the business and how you speak about how you own your business. How do you phrase their participation level and how do you phrase what
0: they do for you? And have those crucial conversations. If you're the wife or the husband that's working in the spouse's business and you feel like you're being, and they are treating you like you're not a part owner have that crucial conversation make them listen to our podcast like you have them have them but you have to talk about it you know
1: yeah you don't have to wait till the till you're doing the podcast to to check in with that person's
0: emotions and feelings like we did today right like we did today it's it's super important and you need to be very transparent when it comes to being in a relationship owning a business together and being married together you need to be very transparent about how you feel you're being perceived in the business and and so that's one of those things where it's it's it, i think everything in life a lot of times comes back to having that conversation and not being afraid of that of that conversation yeah,
1: and something else i would say is if you don't have written job descriptions and you're both working in the business sit down and write out the job description and whether you are wearing multiple hats and you're doing multiple jobs or you're wearing just one write out a job description for every for every role so if you were to take the marketing hat off, what would the marketing person do? What's their job description? So you might have three job descriptions, but that way, you know, like, this is your role and these are the expectations. And it, it makes you understand and feel you're being grounded in the, in the job, in the job more, whether even if it's You know, you're the spouse that has another job and you do the bookkeeping after hours. What is that bookkeeper's role? Because you are the bookkeeper. You are the finance manager.
0: I, I feel like that alone is going to be a, an episode of itself because that is one of those things, especially in a small business owned and operated with a husband and wife, that a lot of times those job description lines get very blurry. We, we did that when we did that exercise 10 or 12 years ago, we started to push that blur away. That's definitely something that's, that's definitely something we'll talk about, but have that conversation. Remember that. Those person's feelings are just as valid as your feelings when it comes to business decisions, life decisions, um, financial decisions. So the key is, the key to being successful both in the marriage and in the business is to work together, to to be on the same page and work together towards a common goal.
1: Yeah. And you want to have these discussions before people get frustrated and angry and resentful because that keeps you from having those feelings. And if you wait until the point where you're ready to snap, you're ready to snap at home and it's affecting the kids and your interactions with each other outside of work and it's affecting your bottom line at work.
0: Definitely. Well, I hope you guys got a lot out of this week's episode. I thought it was a great topic for us to talk about, especially because we're married with a business. Look for us on social media, find us on Twitter and Instagram at biz You can find us on Facebook, just search married with a business. And uh, you can email us married w at gmail.com. We hope that you continue to not only work on your business, but also work on your marriage. And remember we're married with a business. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.